It is Tuesday, December 19th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. The Seahawks stunned the Eagles on Monday Night Football. And the best and worst famous toastery bowl of all time. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Seahawks hand the Eagles their third straight loss Monday night football. Western Kentucky rallies from four scores down to defeat Old Dominion in the famous Toastery Bowl. And the Lakers raise their championship banner, kind of. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? It's obviously the Lakers raising their championship yeah, banner I mean, for listen, the in-season tournament. First <laughs> ever. <laughs> Let's talk about Monday Night Football. The Seahawks with a 2017 come-from-behind victory over the Eagles, handing Philly their third straight loss. Before we get into anything that we saw during the game, AJ, this was one of the strangest lead-ups to an NFL game I think we've ever seen. First, the reports yesterday that Jalen Hurts was under the weather to the point where if they had to play the game yesterday, he was likely going to miss it. He flew to Seattle on a separate plane, so he didn't want to get so to not get his teammates sick. I mean, terrible for the environment, though. Terrible. Waste of what a waste seriously. Of and then he is cleared to play, or not clear. He's just they said he's gonna play and he's maybe gonna have a Michael Jordan flu game. Whatever. For the Seahawks, though. Geno Smith was active. Geno Smith was dressed. Geno Smith went through pregame warmups. And up until kickoff, we had no official announcement of who would start at quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. I, I, I don't know. I mean, listen, my in laws are in town. They are all big Seahawks fans. They were convinced that. Even Pete Carroll didn't know. I can't imagine that was the case. I, I felt like it must have been gamesmanship. It like, had to have been because Drew Locke took all the first team reps in practice. That's what I'm and saying. And before the game, you know, you're watching Monday Night Countdown, and they're showing Drew Locke doing the whole walkthrough with the plays with the with the with the starting lineup, and they're like, "Well, he, he's obviously going to start." Well, remember Geno Smith did pregame warmups last week, yeah. and then didn't play. So, I, I mean. Listen, I, I thought maybe there was some hope that Geno would play, but I basically took it yesterday or, uh, excuse me, Saturday or Sunday when they said Jalen Hurts unlikely to play, Geno Smith unlikely mm-hmm. to play. I just assumed this is going to be a, a a backup quarterback match. And then you get to last night and Hurts is playing, Geno's not. I mean, it was – I don't know. It it was a real tough game to to gauge in the market for sure. Uh, but you saw that you saw what happened when they announced who was playing. Yeah, Money moved quick. Up until I want to say last I checked, it, it was like 15 minutes before kickoff. All the Seahawks props were off the board because I was trying to play some prop bets and and everything was off the board because there was no we didn't know who no. was going to start at quarterback. Um, they finally you know came back on like right before the game started. I was able to get a Jackson Smith and Jigba anytime touchdown cash, so that was nice. Didn't get the uh, DeAndre Swift one though because um, you know he likes to run into his own players at the one yard line. <laughs> anyway, what did you make of Jalen Hurts' performance? Because Early on, he's running the football well. He had, you know, five rushing first downs. He scored two tush-push touchdowns. It didn't look like the 
fever or sickness or whatever was hurting him. No, he did run the ball well, but this has been a trend now, and it really kind of goes back to you know the Kansas City game. He's just not been a very good passer of the football for the last month or so. And last night was another game where 55% completions, mm -hmm. two, two picks, like – it and just, the, the picks were on deep balls, deep shots down the field, but I they also it. they were they were 50-50 balls. Like he just threw it up for grabs. I mean, the the not the last not the game ceiling pick, but the, was an incredible play. Yeah, it was. But the other one, mm -hmm. which probably should have been a penalty, but it was just an ill-advised throw. Yeah. It wasn't even a 50-50 ball, I don't think. Like it was just it was a you threw to the wrong side of the receiver. It was a bad throw. I, I'm just I mean, the talk that, and I, I'm sure you, I mean, you were driving this train. I'm sure you're off the bus now. Jalen Hurts is nowhere near the MVP this season. No. Uh, what you have to do, you do take into consideration, he's got more rushing touchdowns than any quarterback in a single get, season ever. But, but it, this is like. But they're one the yard, yard. It's like push touchdowns. Mike yes. Allstott touchdowns. Yeah, it's yeah. like, he's a touchdown vulture at this point. Like, that's he what is he is. a vulture. He's, who is the guy on the, Michael Turner. Yeah, he's, he's the touchdown vulture, Michael Turner. But you don't get MVPs <laughs> for that. With the, hey, Turner got a big contract from the Falcons for being a touchdown uh, vulture, yeah. vulture. Okay, but you're right. He he is not playing at an MVP level. The Eagles now with three straight losses, and I got to be honest, Jalen Hurts sounded really dejected after the game. Listen to this. I've been talking about execution all year. Um, been on the same page. Everyone been on the same page, and we didn't execute. Um, I don't think we were we're all were uh, committed enough, you know. You know, just just got to turn it around. You know, um, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. Just continue to see it through. What do you mean by that about being committed enough? Commitment. I don't don't know that. If I had a dictionary on me now. Um, excuse me. I don't know um, how else to say. First off, he sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, he's, he, he, he clearly sick. Sounds like he didn't want to be there last night. But, I mean, think about it. He's talking about the word commitment. Man, that's a big word when you're on a team. Mm -hmm. Like, acting like there's not enough commitment. It, that's a – how strong is that? How does – I mean, that's an indictment of the Eagles, in my opinion. Could also just be a way of now motivating the team. And I don't know if he's thinking about that in his condition. But, yeah, those are those are pretty damning words. No doubt. Speaking of his condition, I mean, physically, looking at him in that press conference, listening to him in that press conference, clearly out of it. And I was thinking about the tush pushes. And it just seems like – He's so banged up, and why would you keep putting him in harm's way when you're going to need him healthy for the playoffs? It just feels like maybe last night would have been a night to give him the night off. It's almost like I said that on yes. yesterday's show. Yes. Listen, Jalen Hurts, is he Bryce Young? No, but he's still a six-foot-tall, you know, 215-pound quarterback. But you ask so much of him. Exactly. And he's banged up, and he's sick. Why not just give him the night off instead of making him play in the rain? I, I didn't get it, but I, I guess they thought we wanted to get, gain some ground on Dallas. And I guess because it, it, maybe you understand this differently. I know if both teams had won out mm -hmm. before this weekend that the Eagles would have won the NFC yeah. East. But now part of the, the reason why was it was their record versus the conference. And now that 
the Eagles have one more conference loss and Dallas lost an out-of-conference game, I think now it's going to come down to if they both win out going forward, it comes down to strength of, of victory or something like that? Well, that's what it would have come down to anyway. It would have come down to the strength of, of victory with their opponents. And the Eagles still would have the tiebreaker over Dallas okay. should they both win out. Unless the Eagles lose to the Giants and the Cowboys would lose to, I guess, anyone other than the Commanders. So let's say uh, Cowboys lose to the Dolphins, beat the Lions, beat the Commanders. Eagles lose to the Giants and then beat the Cardinals and then beat the Giants. So they both finish 2-1. and one. If the Eagles lose to the Giants then the Cowboys would have the tiebreaker. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on here. Eagles uh, control the fate. Eagles control. If they win out and they have two games against the Giants, one against the Cardinals, the Eagles go 3-0, and they are your NFC East champs. That's the bottom line. It seems like the Eagles are more than likely to go 3-0. and I, I mean, who knows, though? The Eagles are playing bad football right now. Um, this one didn't look like... You know, like if you looked at the game, you might think, oh, Seattle got lucky. I I don't really think so. I don't think the the Eagles were very good. And it was against a backup quarterback. Uh, I still think their defense has holes. And I I keep thinking back to the last two weeks where they got absolutely blown out. And I I just don't think what what they were doing was sustainable. I think we're finally starting to see it come apart. So, uh, yeah, I I think the Eagles are a – I said this last week. I, I think it's even more more, uh, I guess, accurate now, they're barely a top 10 team. Like, mm. if you still think these Eagles are a top five football team, you're just not watching. Like, there's no way you can think that. It's just a matter of what team shows up. I mean, if the team from earlier in the year shows up, if the team that was able to, you know, uh, beat the Dolphins 31 to 17 shows yeah. up if the team that was evil that was able to handle the Chiefs and beat the Bills if that but, team shows up but here's the thing should they have should they have beat the Chiefs should they have beat the yeah. Bills probably not they got outplayed yeah. in those games yeah yeah it, it I think they're they're certainly capable of beating anybody they play against uh but I don't think anybody is beating the 49ers it, they just look on a different level they're on a different level and watching the Eagles come down to earth over the last three weeks including last night just tells me that they they wouldn't stand the chance against the 49ers. We saw it in the regular season. They wouldn't stand the chance them against them in the playoffs. And, and I was talking to somebody about the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are just a team. We've talked about how they play to their competition, and they beat bad teams, and then they lose against good teams. The Cowboys are going to demolish the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs, and then they're going to get blown out by the 49ers in the second round. Probably like that, so. That's, yeah. that's, that, that's what's going to happen. The Eagles, meanwhile, will, you know, take care of the, uh, I, I guess, well. Who knows? Who knows? Because they could be the two or the three if, if the Lions handle their business. So, uh, and, and let's not say they'll take care of. Yeah. Like, like, they, like I think at home, If though, the Eagles play the Rams tomorrow, like, you feel great about the Eagles? In Philly, I do, yeah. I don't. Not with the way, I mean. Look what the 49ers did to them in Philly. Yeah. I mean, they pulled their pants down in Philly. It's, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not so sure. I, I, I'm with you. I think that Jalen Hurts is beat up as the season has gone on. Um, I, I think the defense is faded as the season's gone on, and there's just not a lot of data points that say, yeah, trust the Eagles against quality opposition. We, there's just not much reason to. 
Well, like I said, the schedule was easy for them down the stretch. They got two games against the Giants, one against the uh, Cardinals. The game against the Giants is on Christmas Day, and Philly's a 10.5-point favorite, AJ. That seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot, considering how they're playing right now. But Bloom's off the rose with the Giants, right? Like, it, it, the, Giant, I mean, the Giants just got smacked yeah, around by it, a bad and, team. And it's in Philly. I could see if this game was in, you know, at MetLife, maybe the Giants feed off the crowd and the energy and being home on Christmas, and that's big for them. But this just feels like this is an eagle spot where they, they absolutely cannot overlook the Giants, especially given what I said about the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker. They cannot lose to the Giants. Let's shift gears and talk about one of the more moronic stories in the NFL, and that is that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers apparently wants to play as he's going to be medically cleared. I, I don't understand this. I don't understand what the upside of this could be. Um, the Jets are eliminated. If you look at the NFL standings, there's an E next to their – it's not like, you know, if things break right or they get for the effort, right – No, that E for is effort. for – eliminated uh there, there's no way for them to make the playoffs why i know aaron Rod- i mean maybe it's it, there's very selfish reasons could be the only reasons i would think for aaron Rodgers because you're not going to help your team there's no way to help your team right now well his uh 21 day practice window closes on wednesday <laughs> So that's when they have to make the decision to activate him or leave him on let's IR just put the, the- let's put this as simple as it can be you're a jets fan mm-hmm Let's assume Aaron Rodgers is the the projected quarterback next season, right? Mm-hmm. He is. Am I wrong? Yes, he is. Do you want him to play the last three games of Absolutely this year? Absolutely not. But what if they make their? What if the Jets go eight and nine? Well, that ruins our draft pick. So it wouldn't be better to like almost be five hundred and no. But like, wouldn't you feel good about the momentum of the team? Absolutely not. No one should. <laughs> no one should. You know. But you know who might? Robert Sala. Because Robert Sala, the the heat is a little bit on mm-hmm. with Robert Sala. Maybe he feels like, maybe he's saying, hey, Aaron, you can come out here and win us a few games. I don't know. But it doesn't make sense from a, if you're, if like risking his future doesn't make sense. And the truth is, I mean, if you can't beat the commanders and the Patriots with Zach Wilson, then I don't care who's playing quarterback for you. You're not going to win much in the playoffs. Well, the Jets still don't have a starter for this week's game. Uh, Zach Wilson is in the concussion protocol, and I guess it could be Trevor Simeon as the quarterback with Brett Rippon as his backup. Either way, it's not going to look good for the New York football Jets. I saw Matt Ryan on TV this weekend. Yeah. Give he, looks, him a call. he looks like he could I mean, if Flacco, Hey, if Joe Flacco's doing what he's doing. Flacco's got all that gray in his beard. At least Matt Ryan looks young. I mean, give him a shot. That's hilarious. By the way, remember when you and I were talking about um, awards and we were talking about, like, Flacco and Stefanski and whatnot? Yeah. Uh, Stefanski has improved his odds now, plus 1,400. So someone's listening. They should be listening. They're betting on Stefanski. And Joe Flacco is plus 1,500 to win Comeback Player of the Year. I'll, let me say this. If the DeMar Hamlin thing didn't happen, I'm mm-hmm. assuming he's still a massive favorite. Minus 700. I think he's played in one game. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's played in one football game. Joe Flacco should be the comeback player. Imagine if if the Browns make the playoffs, Joe Flacco should undeniably be the comeback player of the year. I know DeMar Hamlin, quote unquote, died on the field, but unless he's Jesus, he wasn't all the way dead. Okay? I, like, I get it was a bad situation, but to come back and, like, make the practice squad and then 
you know, play in one game. That's not, it's a nice story, but it's almost like it, it, it takes away from the, the guys who actually literally came back and did something meaningful. Joe Flacco I, came off of the couch to go two and one for the Browns, who still have three games left on their, on their schedule. And if he wins against the Texans, Jets, and Bengals and has them in the playoffs, it should be him. It should be him. It, it should be him. If Joe Flacco gets the the Cleveland freaking Browns and Stefanski should be coach to of the, the playoffs, Joe Flacco should be comeback player of the year. Kevin Stefanski should be coach of the year. Absolutely. There's no, I, I'm sta- I'm hammering my fist on the table. I don't care what else happens. <laughs> well, sticking in the AFC North, Steelers' DeMonte Casey has been suspended for the rest of the season after he was ejected for a hit on Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman, and he's been uh, suspended and fined before. So this is one of those things where it's like you have a history <laughs> this. is of a this. Uh, Kareem Jackson, Draymond Green yes, this situation. Is a Draymond, this is exactly what it is. <laughs> this is a Draymond Green situation. It's like, stop hitting guys in the head. Yeah. Like you got to get past this and I get it. It's tough. I mean, it's listen, it's a lot tougher for, for guys like Casey and Kareem Jackson mm-hmm. to stop hit like than Draymond green to stop punching people. But I, I get it there. It's a fast game, but man, you, you've got to stop. You got to stop this. And I uh, listen, you lose a guy for a season. He's going to start thinking twice about it. Yeah. Well, it's just three games, but it is the rest of the season sticking in the AFC North Ravens lose somebody for the season. Keaton Mitchell, who's really come on. Yeah. Late in the season, full ACL, ACL tear in his left knee, uh, which means he is done for the season, which sucks because this is a guy who was an undrafted free agent rookie and has been a I – mean, when they lost J.K. Dobbins, it was like, what are they going to do? Uh, Gus Edwards isn't very good. Here comes this guy, Keaton Mitchell, out of, out of nowhere, having a, a fantastic rookie season. Uh, so it's it's a bummer for him, bummer for for the Ravens certainly, who are the number one rushing team in the NFL with Keaton Mitchell, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill. I mean, they do have Lamar Jackson yeah. too, but still, that that was the that's the leading rushing team in the NFL. Uh, Melvin Gordon, blast from the past, going to be promoted to the active roster. He's got fresh legs. To take his spot. He's got fresh legs. They're like 78-year-old. Give him the rock. Comeback player of the year. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, 
I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. The famous toastery bowl, the first ever Bahamas Bowl slash famous toastery bowl, because uh, the game was relocated from the Bahamas, played in Charlotte yesterday between Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. Austin Reed, the starting quarterback for Western Kentucky, did not play in the game. However, their stud wide receiver, Malachi Corley, did play in this game, at least early, for a little while, at least early on. Uh, Old Dominion, AJ, you got them at minus two. They closed at minus six. Why don't you tell the people what happened? Uh, disaster happened, to be honest. Uh, it, and to be fair, I when I when I gave out minus two, when I bet minus two, I was under the assumption that he was not going to play. The, 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 there was no reason for Austin Reed to play. Why Austin yep. Reed would play because there were all these names listed in the in the transfer portal. Multiple guys in the secondary, multiple wide receivers, multiple running backs. What I didn't know at that time was almost all those guys played. And then the 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 backup quarterback who is in the transfer portal, Caden Veltkamp, he comes into the game. After uh, Turner Helton, after Helton stinks. Oh, Turner Helton was three of four passing for 15 yards, threw a pick six, also fumbled, and yeah. which led to points for for Old Dominion. And I think when Vent when when Veltkamp came into the game, it was either it was 21 nothing already. It was 21 nothing. 21 nothing yep. because ODU scored in their opening drive. Then there was the fumble. Then they scored again, and then they got the pick six. And then Veltkamp came in, and it was already 21 nothing. And AJ, he was it was like he completed his first like what was it 10 of 10 of 10, 12, 12 passes. Yeah. he was on a roll. Yeah, he was he was money. Uh, but it still was a. I mean, it was a collapse by ODU, and everything that could have gone wrong. Went wrong. Uh, I mean, you're talking. It was still. It, there was there was no way they should have lost the game. If and if you say, oh, Western Kentucky should have made it close. Okay, the the ODU offense fell apart. Mm -hmm. The defense fell apart. It was a a team effort of incompetence, and like the idea that fourth and fifteen. <laughs> is all you needed to stop. You needed to stop fourth and 15 for the game, not to go to overtime and they couldn't stop fourth and 15. Mm -hmm. And then in overtime, you get to the goal line, second and goal from the one. You, you can't punch it in second down. Can't punch it in third down, fourth down. You line up 
you're going for it, false start. Yep. Now you got to kick a field goal. Guess what? Field Missed goal it. blocked. <laughs> Second blocked field goal of the game. You had multiple blocked field goals in the game. It was just everything that could have gone wrong for them went wrong. It, I Listen, it's a bet that I make 100 times out of 100. Mm-hmm. I, I, I should have... It feels like I should have cashed that bet, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be very salty about it, obviously. But um, it it was a loser at the end of the day, and I I got to deal with it. But man, that that one that was one of the more painful losses I've ever had. It, it's funny you mention, you know, off the air the the Bahamas Bowl being home to one of the worst bad beats ever, and here we are again in the yeah. in the Bahamas Bowl's north, and this is what we get. Boy, I got to tell you, Dalvin Smith really broke out in a big way in that game. Uh, had some incredible one-handed catches, uh, a couple of touchdowns, and uh, he's going to be a big part of uh, of this team. Uh, obviously, he's going to be the number one yeah. m- moving forward. So we have another game on the schedule for tonight. It is the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl from Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. UTSA, that's University of Texas San Antonio, against Marshall. And UTSA twelve point favorites, AJ. Yeah, it's getting up there. Uh, this was an, this is another game I played early, uh, and I can already feel the pain coming. Um, I, I I backed UTSA early in this process at minus nine. Um, I, I still I would still bet them at minus twelve, mm. and that worries me. But Jeff Trailer coming back, I think, is such a huge deal. One opt out. For UTSA, they are taking this game seriously. They want to be there. The fact that their coach return was huge. Frank Harris playing in his last college football game after like 15 years at UTSA uh, is a big deal to everyone there. Marshall's a phony team. They're not a good bowl team anyway. This is a just a if you take out the motivation angle, this should be a blowout game. But it's a bowl game, and that's one thing I was reminded of yesterday is that. Wild things happen in these bowl games, Absolutely. and you can have a good number, and that means about jack shit. It's it's all about a bunch of 19, 20-year-old kids and how motivated they are mm-hmm. compared to other 19- and 20-year-old kids, how many of them showed up for the swag bag, how many of them actually care about winning this game, and it's different for everybody. So uh, this does feel like a good spot for UTSA. The, the fact that the, a team that has – you know, a bunch of solid players didn't have anybody opt out. One guy out of the whole team opted out. Uh, the coach is back. I, I feel like they're in the best spot, but who, who knows? What I will say is these Frisco Bowls tend to be high scoring. These are This is a track meet type of game. Well, AJ and I will be recording another edition of the College Football Dream preview uh, tonight. So we will preview. There's a game on Thursday, a game on Friday. We'll have all the games coming up on Saturday as well as we get you ready for uh, the rest of bowl season here. And it's Christmas weekend. So uh, we'll break that down, break those games down coming up on the pod later on tonight. It'll be out late tonight or tomorrow morning. NBA last night, the Cavs with a 135-130 overtime win over the Rockets. Donovan Mitchell, 37 points. This was, uh, AJ, you, your, you, your team, your play. You like this one? Uh, yeah, but, I, I mean, listen, overtime, I, it's not like I was uh, some kind of genius. The Rockets played them a lot closer than I would have thought. Still, hey, I'll take the win. I'll take the cover. But, boy, the cover. it certainly didn't feel like that was the way it was going to go. Uh, but a good overtime really kind of bailed me out there. Clippers beat the Pacers 151-127. Over! 
game goes over. Boy, oh boy, did it go over. Big D- surprise. Didn't even need overtime for that one. Yep. Bulls 108-104 win over the Sixers despite 40 points from Joel Embiid. The Hawks beat the Pistons 130-124. So that makes it now 24 straight losses for the Detroit Getting pretty Pistons. impressive. Getting pretty impressive, boys. The Timberwolves beat the Heat 112-108. It was the Raptors over the Hornets 114-99. Interesting story in this game. Hornets forward Miles Bridges was denied access to Canada on Sunday because of his past legal problems. So wait a minute. Canadian government doesn't let in a key player for the opponent. Raptors win. Mm. Hmm. What's interesting is like... <laughs> They only ruled him out like an hour before tip-off, saying like he's not with the team. But like he, I guess maybe they were saying maybe that maybe they had held out hopes that he could get get back get into the country or something. But he's currently on three years of probation for Whoops. Uh, you know a pleading no contest in exchange for no jail time due to a domestic violence issue. So I guess when they you know checked him at the border, a little background check, and they were like, nope. You cannot come into the country. Also, we like our Raptors here in Canada. The Thunder beat the Grizzlies 116-97. How about seven blocks for Chet Holmgren? That's good. Eight blocks in his last game. Fifteen blocks in his last two games. It's your rookie of the year right there. I think it's got to be. The Nuggets uh, 130-104 over the Mavericks. Luka scored 38 points in the loss. The Nets and the Jazz. Jazz win 128. 5108 Kings 143 131 over the Wizards a lot of high scoring NBA yeah. games and the Knicks beat the Lakers 114 109 spoiling the big unveiling the of the banner. unveiling mm. of the championship banner yes the Lakers raising the banner we are the champions for the in season tournament win so the Knicks playing the spoiler role and we keep on fighting Moving on, the uh, Grizzlies take on the Pelicans tonight. Bum, bum, bum. Part of your TNT doubleheader. New Orleans is a six-and-a-half-point uh, favorite. The Spurs are at the Bucks. Milwaukee, 16-and-a-half-point favorites. AJ, we just saw what Milwaukee did to the Pistons a couple of nights ago. Do they do the same to the San Antonio I'm, Spurs? They tonight? absolutely can. Uh, are they Are they motivated to do so is the, the question here. Um, boy, the, the Spurs are... Pretty, pretty bad. They've only lost one in a row. Ooh, only <laughs> one in a row. <laughs> After beating the Lakers the other night. You know yeah. what? Yeah, it's it's the uh, I'll take the uh, the Bucks then. I mean, no, no Wembenyama in this game. Oh. A little ankle issue. Oh, you know, you want to hear something funny? What's that? That makes me like San Antonio, or that makes me like Milwaukee a little less. Because I feel like Wimbenyama is probably worth more to the line in people's minds than he is in reality. Mm. So there's probably like an overreaction on this. So I, I'm going to say I, I, I won't. I'm not have too much. I'm not playing the Spurs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, I you you just talked me out of the Bucks by saying that. Okay. Uh, the Celtics are at the Warriors. That's your nationally televised game. Uh, Boston, five and a half point favorites at Golden State. And the Suns are at the Blazers. Phoenix, a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, the Suns will be without Bradley Beal for two weeks as he deals with an ankle sprain. And the Blazers also really, really bad. Seven straight losses. They're, they're coming. They're coming. They're they're trying to uh, get into that Pistons territory. They won a few games early in the season, but they've already had 
uh, an eight-game losing streak this mm-hmm. season. So this is going to be their potentially their second eight-game losing streak of the season. Uh, they're not good at all. So this is um, it, it, this, the Suns without Bradley Beal. That that is problematic. But I, I still think the Suns can get this done. Four teams in action in the top twenty-five. James Madison, twenty-eight and a half point favorites. Number twenty, James Madison, ten and zero, hosting one and eleven. Coppin State. Don't know if I'm laying twenty-eight and a half points though. James Madison is. They do put up some big crooked numbers. Uh, Virginia, number twenty-two. Virginia is at Memphis. Memphis minus two and a half. Scott. It's this a, is a system, system play. play. Yes, number 23, Memphis, is a favorite over number 22, Virginia. And when we have the two ranked opponents playing each other, the system comes into play. The lower-ranked teams this year that are the favorites, 3-0, and both straight up and against the spread. And listen, Memphis, the home court's a huge factor for them. They are a very, very good home team. Uh, I, I do think this is probably the least talented uh, Virginia team that Tony Bennett's had in a long time since well before the championship run. Uh, I like the home team here. Ole Miss, number 25, newly minted number 25 Ole Miss, 12 or 10 and 0 Ole Miss, 12 and a half point favorites hosting Troy, who is yet to have a road win. And number six Marquette on the road in the Big East. These are tough spots. First Big East game of the year. You got a road favorite, number six Marquette, minus four and a half at Providence. NHL last night, Ducks topped the Red Wings 4-3. to It was the Penguins a 4-3 win over the Wild. Canadiens in overtime, 3-2 over the Jets. Also in overtime, the Stars a 4-3 win over the Kraken. That was my three-star best bet, was a the over six in that game, and it cashed with the seven. Whenever the Kraken and the Stars play each other, in the history of those teams playing each other, the over is now 11-3. Nice. They're just over teams uh, against each other. And the Flames beat the Panthers 3-1. to one. Big story in the NHL yesterday as the Senators have fired their coach, D.J. Smith. So there's been a number of NHL coaches that have been relieved of their duties already this season. And we've seen actually these teams have a little bit of success. They get the new coach boost, at least in their first game. And then uh, we don't know how they do after that. Ottawa plays tonight in Arizona. They are a minus 120 favorite. I'm going to go with the new coach boost. Let's do it. I'm going to go with uh, Ottawa tonight, minus 120 at Arizona. Elsewhere tonight, the Wild are at the Bruins. Boston's minus 190. Blue Jackets at the Sabres. Buffalo's minus 175. Rangers at the Maple Leafs. Toronto's minus 120. These two teams played last week at Madison Square Garden. Toronto won 7-3. So the Rangers looking for a little revenge. Toronto is your home favorite. Blues are at the Lightning, Tampa minus 175, Flyers at the Devils, Jersey minus 165, VGK at Carolina, and the Hurricanes minus 125. AJ, are the Knights your DraftKings dog of the day? I think they are. Yeah, I'll I'll take the Knights at a dog price. It feels like good to me. The Oilers begin their New York uh, Christmas trip as they are minus 140 favorites at the Islanders. This is an interesting stretch for the Oilers, who will be at the Islanders. And then they will be at the Devils and then at 
the Rangers, and then they go to the West Coast where they'll be at San Jose and at L.A. and Anaheim. So this is a a big road trip for the uh, Oilers who have lost two straight after winning, you know, was it eight straight games? So looking to start another streak there. The Canucks are at the Predators. Vancouver is a slight favorite. You can find minus 110 both ways or minus 115 on Vancouver. Uh, Avalanche are heavily favored at Chicago, minus 240. And the Kings are at the Sharks, L.A., minus 240 as well. There's still time to save 20% at pregame.com by using our promo codes COFFEE20 or BAGEL20. COFFEE20. Bagel 20. Two promo codes. Both of them will get you 20% off at pregame.com. You can use that for anything on the website. I recommend using it for the 2024 All Access from your favorite pregame pro. Why? Well, you get the most bang for your buck. You get every pick for the entire calendar year of 2024 from your pro of choice on pregame.com. And with your purchase, you'll get the remainder of this month of December included as well. So take 20% off any purchase at pregame.com, bagel 20 or coffee 20. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.